In the words of Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura Pet Detective, well alrighty then, be honest, you did the accent and the face movements and yes I know you did. It's okay, everyone needs a good laugh every now and then so haha. Well, now you know about my Cape Town trip so let's continue. You know that because Dubai had banned all travel from South Africa, I was forced to then travel to Kenya. Let me tell you about Kenya and we will start at the airport, oh my golly gosh, Kenya airport hashtag face. Palm. Emoji. The flight was quite pleasant and very empty. I had no one sitting in the same row as me which was great because this meant that I could chillax during the flight and that is of course exactly what I did. Before the flight, I downloaded a couple of things to watch so that I had some entertainment to keep me busy. Although I love to travel, it's the actual plane experience or rather long plane rides that are super uncomfortable, my bum gets sore if I sit too long and then I move from side to side giving one cheek at a time a bit of a rest, we all know this feeling. Anyway, so the flight attendants brought some dinner and beverages which was horrible but it did the job I suppose. Oh and the pillows, if that's what they call it, was a waste of time but whatever. I lifted the armrest between the seats and then the chill began and I could at least lay across the seats. Plane landed safely but we were just parked and we couldn't get up from our seats. Then eventually the pilot says over the intercom for us to be patient as they were waiting for their parking spot to become available. No jokes, I'm serious. I was like, huh? Are we at the mall? But okay, I sat and waited. Eventually, the parking became available and we could then disembark. And then my experience started. The time was now just after 5am and it's my birthday so I am not exactly in the best of moods. Once I got inside the airport, there was no signage to tell us where to go so we were all congregating trying to figure out this airport or at least where to go. At some point, someone came and told us where we needed to go so we followed. No lifts and no escalator. I had to carry my own bags, and I had three, up the stairs and it's not like it was one flight of stairs, it was three flights. To make matters worse, after climbing those three flights, I walked a bit and then another three damn flights of stairs. Are they serious? Yes they were. Now you can only imagine how annoyed I am. Okay, so I made it through all of those stairs lifting and carrying my own bags and then we had to get onto this bus thing that took us to where we were supposed to collect our luggage. I collected my luggage and then moved to the next point where I had to put all my bags through Anther scanner machine which I did. I moved from there to find the exit and when I finally found it, I had to look for the driver that was going to be taking me to the hotel. You will never believe me but when I finally found the exit, there were all these guys sitting on a wall type thing with their name boards and the best part, all the name boards were written in pen. Now come on hotel people. I don't care what hotel you work for or the star grading of the hotel but you never have your drivers collect guests with a name board written in pen and also not on a board or frame or something. I was shocked. A handwritten crumpled piece of paper with my name on. At least this driver took my bags and put it on a trolley and took the trolley but geez louise, the walk to the parking was long. When we got to the car, I honestly thought I was being punked. I think it might have been his own personal car because no way in hell will I send a driver in a car like that to pick up a guest. I mean, this car was at least 50 years old and my bags couldn't even fit in the boot so I had to share the back seat with my bags. And to top it all off, he forgot to pay the parking so he had to get out of the car and run a mile to the parking pay machine. I thought I was done with the weirdness of Kenya but nope, that was a negative. The drive from the airport to the hotel was yet another experience in itself. The way the people drive here in Kenya is insane in the membrane. The fist thought I had was oh, this is probably where all the taxi drivers in Cape Town came to learn to how to drive. It was scary, no jokes. The people just drive, they don't care. They will now force themselves in any gap they find. 
The buses were worse than the taxis, so many times I thought the bus was going to collapse over the side of the road. The roads are already so narrow, I had to just close my eyes during the drive because I just couldn't take it anymore, the stress. And the traffic, wow. People were literally turning off their engines in the traffic because it was standing still and no movement at all. There were people walking up and down the road and the traffic just selling the most random things, there was this one guy selling ties. Actually, maybe the best way to describe it is it was like those people that walk in the trains in Cape Town selling those time packets of knickknacks. There were so many stalls all along the road and all of them selling mealies. It should have taken no more than 30 minutes for me to get to the hotel from the airport but it took just over 2 hours. I was exhausted. When we arrived at the hotel, there was a huge gate with security in the front. I had to get out of the car so that they could search the car and boot and then take my temperature. After that was all done, I was then told I can get back in the car and so I did. We got to the front entrance of the hotel and I then had to put all my suitcases and hand bag in this scanner machine and then walk through a metal detector. After that's all done, I could then go to the reception to check in. Now me being me, I was just too uncomfortable and basically terrified of going outside and walking around here in Kenya so I can find myself to the hotel. One day, I decided to go to one of the malls here in Kenya, it's the closest mall to the hotel. I can see it from the hotel but hells to the no if you think I am going to be walking. Anyway, I order a taxi to take me and wait for me at the mall and then bring me back. We arrive at what I thought was the entrance but um that was also a negative, it was not. Again, we got to a big black gate and we had to get out of the car. This time, they brought the sniffer dog to sniff inside and outside of the car. Once the dog was done, the security then searched inside the car and then the boot and once they were happy, a green light went on and we could then proceed through. Once I got to the actual entrance of the mall, I got out of the car and again I had to put my small handbag through the scanner machine and walk through the metal detector. Only this time, I was greeted by the security who body searched me after I had already walked through the metal detector. Believe me, this is all true. Anyway, needless to say, I wasn't in the mall for very long and off I went back to the hotel. It was three days before I had to leave Kenya and now it was time for me to do my absolute favorite thing in the world, a COVID PCR test. This was now my fifth PCR test since I left Dubai so I wasn't nervous at all for the test, in fact, it was second nature to me now. I was nervous for the drive there that's for sure. Okay, so the drive there wasn't too bad and at least I was transported in a much better car. Still not the standard of cars you should be giving to guests but at least it was better than the first guy. The hospital was about a 10 minute drive from the hotel so not bad. The hospital I went to was Aga Khan University Hospital and people, I am convinced till today that this was a government hospital. The case. This hospital is in some serious need of an operational manager, their flow and system is in dire need of an improvement. Had my temperature check and then had to go to the reception window where I had to fill out paperwork. So I get the paperwork but no explanation and no pen but I found a pen on the side of the reception so I proceeded to complete the paperwork. Three pages and I had some questions, there was a guy sitting on the opposite side of the window and I tried to get his attention so I could ask him a question, I even knocked on the screen. But no, this guy refused to even lift his head to acknowledge me. He just pointed to me to talk to someone else. I handed in my paperwork and then I had to go to the tents outside where there were at least 100 or so people sitting or standing and waiting. No one comes to tell you what the procedure was, you just sit or stand. Eventually, I went up to someone who was also standing and waiting and asked her how this all worked. Needless to say, she told me she had been standing there for almost an hour and she had no idea of how the system works so I just continued to stand and wait. About two and a half hours later and now furious, I went to find someone to speak to. 
I spoke to a guy who was one of the testers and he just told me to speak to someone else, who thankfully was in the tent so I went and spoke to him. He told me he was going to investigate. Now seriously, my temper was just escalating as I had been waiting for over two hours and all I get told was he was going to investigate. Another 30 minutes later, I had then lost it. I told this guy this this is beyond ridiculous, what is the system? I am standing here for now 3 hours and I still have no clue what or how this works here. People, I tell you no lies, this gentleman had the nerve to come back to me to tell me that my paperwork had not even been handed over and he can't find it. Now that was enough to blow my mind and the next thing I know, I am telling this man that you better make sure I get seen to immediately. And again, for those of you that know me, know how I can lose my marbles at bad service and believe you me, I did. I completed the paperwork again, and within 10 minutes of completing the paperwork for a second time, I was seen to and done. Now the question I have to ask is why? Service is service, it does not matter what establishment it is, I am paying for a service and I expect to get what I pay for. I wouldn't have minded the waiting too much and would have understood but only if someone would take two minutes and just tell me what and how the system worked. Is that too much to ask from service providers? I don't think so. Communication is important and can avoid unnecessary complaints or situations. Anyway, it was done and I got my results the following morning and I tested negative so yeah i.e., it was time to finally head back to Dubai. The morning of March 20, 2021 after being away from work in Dubai for three months, I finally packed my bags again to go back to life in Dubai. I wasn't going to take a chance with the Kenya traffic so I booked a taxi for very early giving me over enough time to get to the airport. Had some breakfast and off I went on the harrowing driving experience to the airport. I arrived in Dubai just after midnight so early hours of Sunday morning in and got home to my apartment at around 1am. Took a bit of a nap and woke up to go to my first day back at the office, it was surreal to say the least. It was for sure a long day but a good day. I'm going to go on a bit of a side rant now so just bear with, you will thank me later I promise. Let me tell you about my experience with Ethiopian Airlines. What a horrible experience. If I can give you any advice, I would tell you to be careful when booking with this airline. Never ever again. Their app is like a small child designed it, nothing works on this app. The website is worse. All the contact numbers on the website do not work and Google has a number but no one ever answers and if you are one of the lucky ones to get through to someone, you are going to be on hold for no less than an hour so be prepared to wait and that's if your call doesn't get cut. I literally emailed every single email address I could find on Google for Ethiopian Airlines and I have not yet gotten any responses, I even had one of our team members at the hotel that I work for go to the Ethiopian Airline office at Dubai Airport to try and get some help and what did they do? They gave him yet another damn email address. In my opinion, this airline should not be selling tickets to Dubai traveling from Cape Town when they know that they are not able to fly there. This was always my argument, I was not blaming the pandemic at all. I understand the restrictions and I understand that things change in a second but why continue selling the tickets if you know you will not be accepting anyone on the flight from South Africa? Why sell tickets to this destination? Take Emirates Airlines for example, you cannot book a ticket to Dubai from South Africa on any of their platforms and this is the ethical and correct way of doing things. And then on top of all this, you are only allowed to make one free change to your ticket, any other changes after that is charged. I am not joking here people and wait, there's more. So not only are they unethical in their business practices by selling flight tickets to Dubai in the first place but now I am not even getting a refund for the ticket I had bought and it is not transferable. So yes, I have lost the money I used to book the flight that I was never able to take in the first place and they knew it. Ethiopian Airlines is the definition of an unethical business practice. Between Dubai, Cape Town, Kenya and airlines, I have had enough excitement to last me a lifetime.
I want to also end off by saying, I have experienced so many different emotions in this short period of three months. I have experienced joy, happiness, sadness and high levels of anxiety. I can't say that I know what you all are going through, we all have our own battles to fight and mountains to climb but I know the feeling stress and anxiety particularly when it comes not knowing how you are going to make ends meet. Just because your salary stops does not mean that the debit orders stop. Financial stress is harrowing on your mental and physical health. But there is always a light at the end of your tunnel. A good friend told me once, after years of famine comes years of feast. We all have a choice in life so choose you. Choose to look after your physical you but also look after the mental you, both are of vital importance. Love and cherish your friends, family and most importantly, God. They are your support structures, your pillars of strength. I thank God every day for the people close to me, I would not have gotten through all of this without them. So all I can say is thank you. To end, COVID has affected each and every one of us so please, look after yourselves and look after the ones you love and hold dear to you. Until next time, Key, you know what it means. Love always. Mel.